Welcome to Listen Up America, a show about the truth, opinions, and thinking. A constitutional and conservative podcast in a world of woke cancel culture. We are the resistance. Coming to you live from the LUA Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Eric, and this is Listen Up, America. We spend $250 billion a year on defense, and here we are. The fate of the planet is in the hands of a bunch of retards I wouldn't trust with a potato gun. Well, I made a bet with y'all. I said that sucker, the potato, Chairman Joe, wouldn't make six months. And they keep sending him out there, and you can see physically... And you can hear a little bit of a difference between the two Joes. There's the Joe's going to be on national TV. This week it was CNN. Had a little town hall. So like 28 people watched. But you could tell there was something very dramatic about him. His energy level. His eyes are bug-eyed. He usually has the squint and uh, and a confused look. He uh, He looked like a meerkat on the prairie. Looking around for predators, bug eyes, head just jittery left, jittery right, just jumping around, and he's going through the motions of that that little uh, CNN show. And then you see him the rest of the week when they are not shooting him up with whatever. I'm assuming they're giving him pills, giving him a shot, something, because it's so dramatic. And I'll play clips from, you know, I play them all the time for you all. You all get to hear him take a 5, 10, 15 second pause as his thoughts just left, if they were even ever there. He can't read a teleprompter. He stumbles and mumbles. He's been a senator for 70 years, 80 years, 250 years. And this week, I think he's in there for 170 years. Last week was 150. You know, it's all over the place. The guy's amazing. Nobody in the media says, this guy just doesn't sound right. You know, even politely just pointing out, like, there seems to be some issues that he's uncomfortable. Nothing. It's just, let's ignore it. But then we all get to watch it. So he made six months. That's my pity clap because I pity the man and I I really feel bad for this country. And for the people that are outside looking in a la Cuba, looking for some support and I ain't getting it. And we'll get into that later, but we're sitting here six months in. And last week I broke down for you. If you haven't heard it, you need to go back to last week. I believe we titled it Democrats declare war on America. You need to listen to that. It's a little bit longer of an episode, but I break down. Category by category, point by point, with emails and clips, common sense, references of how this country is being attacked on all fronts. They're no more hiding. Marxist, liberal, socialist, Democrat, communist, whatever you want to call them, they're all the same. Or on an all-out blitz. And if you don't agree, then you're not paying attention. And it's not an opinion. I laid out everything. Here's what they did. Here's what they said. Here's what they're doing. Here's what they did. Here's what they said. Here's what they're doing to every topic. And the handlers for Chairman Joe just keep sending them out there. Now, you all remember when Trump was president and even Obama did it. One year into their terms, they both took cognitive tests to show their mental abilities. It's not an IQ test. It's just showing like the age wearing down tests, basically looking for dementia and things like that, Alzheimer's, unable to retain and so forth, put thoughts together, losing train of thought, which the potato does all day long. And there's been no calls from those people that were screaming that, you know, Trump's a psycho. 
Again, I'll remind you, Trump put us in no wars, and they said he would put us in every war. <laughs> they saved that for the Democrats. Just look at your history book. Minus George Bush, I get it. But we were attacked. But every war that's been started in this country that we weren't attacked was started by a Democrat. Just look it up. The former White House medical doctor for Trump came out, he is a rep out of Texas, and said, calls for this need to happen. I mean, I'm looking at it as a medical physician, and I'm going, this guy's a hot mess. Why is the media not doing the same? Why aren't they being consistent? You called out Trump. You called out all this. We laid it all out, and none of you people are asking for the same thing. Biden's got a health check coming up, and no one's asking, will this be a part of it? If you don't ask, you won't get the answer of no. I'll tell you right now, no, none of it's going to be applied. They don't want any information out there that says the potato is a potato. They get to control, manipulate. I'm going to play some clips and we're going to know some emails and have some thoughts about Chairman Joe and what's been going on. And uh, you, you figure it out for yourselves. You got brains, you got ears and eyes. You can listen and see and figure this whole thing out yourself. You're not stupid. You're an American. Question authority. So we stand up here and I got some clips from Joe. And I'm going to have some comments after each clip on Chairman Joe this week. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States, accompanied by the Vice President of the United States. Every time I hear that, I wonder when he's coming. <laughs> Please, everybody sit down. Thank you. He seriously just said that. So laying it all out, he's entering another room in the White House in front of the press to make a couple statements, answer zero questions, and get hustled away. And you always hear in the background his handlers, thank you, thank you, thank you. And people yelling questions like, thank you, thank you. If you pay attention, you'll hear thank you, thank you, thank you. They basically have their arms out like they're crowd control. And they're just doing a crowd sweep, and they're just scooching him right out the door. You got to go. No questions for the potato. He doesn't think he's the president. He's not kidding. He's been doing this for six months. He said things like this. When the president and the vice president enter the room together, this is the first time in a long while, in months, that Biden actually took the podium. He usually steps aside, and Kamala starts off and starts talking, which is completely ass-backwards. The president of the United States gets the podium, has something to say, because that's the one we want to listen to. We don't want to listen to her. We didn't want to listen to Pence. We didn't want to listen to Biden back when Obama was around. We didn't want to listen to any of the VPs because they're just VPs. They're backup plans. They're break in case of emergency. But she had been taking the podium first, and she starts talking. I'd like to thank the president because <laughs> she's the president. She says it and she cackles. And I've told you, when she cackles, she's lying. I'm just saying. So i just like to thank the president. <laughs> that means she thinks she's the president. And I'm telling you, she is or isn't, who knows? People in the background are definitely running the show. But the potato ain't in charge. But Chairman Joe just walks into this room, thinks he's cracking a joke, in the face of a country that thinks he's literally lost all his marbles. 
He's either perving on children, over-hugging women, or just forgetting to talk. He can't read a teleprompter. But here we are. Next clip. If you have a child under the age of, of uh, seven years old, you're going to get in your bank account today, you're going to get a payment of one six, uh, uh, 12 months divided, $3,600, $3,700 for that child divided by 12 every month. What? I don't know either. I don't know what he said. He's trying to talk about his plan for child tax credits. I don't know. I don't know. He doesn't know. He can't explain his own thing. A fraction and divided by and times pi and you go in a, uh, and wait, no. And it's, if you, if you take the root of, and then, uh, no, that's not idiot. He doesn't know. And they put him out there to explain how you, America, are going to get something. Get what? I don't know. Do you know? Nobody knows. So next, Joe goes to a town hall on CNN. He's on there with Don Lemon, the gay black guy on CNN, okay? You know, journalist of the year. There's like 37 people watching his show. <sighs> He's the host, I guess. And, uh, okay, first of all, you got to understand, if you, I'll, we'll put the video up so you can see it, but they're in this large room, like theater type room. There's a stage and these two jackasses are on it. And then they show the crowd and they show the crowd from the side and you can see like maybe five rows and it shoots across the room. Behind that fifth row is about 30 empty rows. Okay. It's about 15% capacity. Came to see the potato in action. And we have a lot more about this thing they did this week. But here is Chairman Joe kind of losing it. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. Yeah. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, 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 the. Spit it out. Experts say we know that this virus is in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. Yeah. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means, you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Yeah. You are starting to make my head hurt. Experts say we know that this virus is, in fact, uh, um, uh, it, it, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we, we, we know why. So you're saying it's bad. He, he did that. We didn't edit that other than me inserting me in between all those, the, 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 the stutterings, the confusions, the flip-flop. Oh, I meant that, not the, yeah. 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 That FDA thing. Yeah. That. Yeah. Thanks for the lifeline. Six months. I don't know. You tell me, is he doing okay? Are we in great shape? That's your president. So in a room of maybe 50 to 70 people, I said, we'll, we'll, we'll put the video from the camera angle to the stage on a pullback. And you can see that there's barely anyone in this room. None of them, by the way, are wearing masks. None. I looked, I'm like, nope, nobody's wearing a mask. Uh, okay. Just the most important man on the planet's in the room. And this is out of control. Oh, we'll get the COVID out of control in a little bit. But here we are. <sighs> the chairman went to this town hall and he's, you know, gets asked a completely planned and orchestrated question. And then he gives 
a Joe answer. So a young lady asks the president, Chairman Joe, about the problems with crime. And the chairman said this. As you know, because you're so involved, actually crime is down. Gun violence and murder rates are up. How does he know she is so involved? Could it be a plant? And I'm not talking like the vegetable that's the president. I'm talking about this lady who is a plant, was put in there on purpose to say that exactly and to have Chairman Joe say, well, guns and violent crimes are up, but crime's down. Oh. So I guess the FBI is wrong. They track all the crime stats. And across the board, ladies and gentlemen, we are number one. We are through the roof. I've told you about what's going on in San Francisco. People just walk in stores, 10, 20, 30 of them, and just grab what they want and walk out. This week in L.A., Granada Hills, it's in the San Fernando Valley. Two dudes, two black guys, walked into a department store. It was like a TJ Maxx. Just walked in, loaded up like three bags, threw them over the shoulders, and just walked on out. Security guard tried filming them, and I guess he tried to chase them a little bit, but didn't want to get caught in a bad spot. And I'm like... Nobody does nothing. This is happening all over. Coming to a town near you. If it starts in San Francisco and LA, it's damn well coming because they're sitting here across the country going, wait a minute, my brothers are just walking into a joint and just taking and walking on out and nobody cares? It's going to happen. If there are no consequences, then they're going to do what they want. They're going to get your anarchy, but you can't have gun. Oh, I got a gun and I'm going to keep a gun real close. I am not going to allow myself or my family to be put in a circumstance where these people can just walk on in, do what they want, and make me a victim. Uh-uh. Crime is through the roof across the board in every statistical category. Look it up. I'm not making it up. Look it up. Murder, assault, homicides, rape, crime, theft, vandalism, burglaries. What else you want? It's all in there. Crime's going down. He was asked about inflation. Oh, God. And I've been showing you guys, and I've been just telling you, but I have had the courtesy of showing you the left, CNN, and clip after clip, show after show, telling you inflation is up. And I told you in the beginning, through their messaging, they said it was only going to be up 3% this year. That's what we're forecasting, and it'll be temporary. And I've already told you what I thought about temporary. Everything's temporary. Could live to be 103, and that's temporary. It's up almost 10% now across the board. We're only going to be three for the year. Three. It's July and we're over 10. Play the clip. You seem pretty confident that, that inflation is temporary, but if you're pumping all of this money into the economy, couldn't that add to... No, the, the, look, here's the deal. Moody's today, when our Wall Street firm, not some liberal think tank, said if we pass the other two things I'm trying to get done, we will, in fact, reduce inflation. Reduce inflation, reduce inflation, because we're going to be providing good opportunities and jobs for people who, in fact, are going to be reinvesting that money back in all the things we're talking about, driving down prices, not raising prices. And so it, it is, I, 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 I sincerely mean this. Prices are up now, and they're up in, for example, you're in a position where you're trying to build a house, try to find two-by-fours and lumber. Well, guess what? People stop working cutting lumber. 
They stopped doing it because they, their, their, their unemployment was so down. Now all of a sudden there's this need because people are coming back. And guess what? Instead of paying 10 cents, you're paying 20. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It relates to what, in fact, is now needed because we're growing. Yeah. So if I print $5 trillion in money, just just have them do that, and there's no backing, and we lower the value of the dollar because <laughs> that's what $5 trillion would do. See? And if we do that, we reduce inflation. Reduce inflation. Redu- he has to say it three times to convince himself and you. You cannot openly print money and just, here, everybody have a trillion dollars. Everyone in America, we'll just give everyone a trillion dollars. You won't be able to buy a thing. It'll be worthless. It will be worthless. The more you print, it is a proven economic fact of this planet. Making more doesn't make it better. It raises the inflation. Well, you know, lumber, you know, the guy, there's no, but they're, they're on the unemployment. I mean, oh, I can't mention that. See, I'm paying them more to stay home than to go work. It has nothing. It's a little bit of that. It has nothing to do with the regulations and the fact that they're making it so expensive for people to, you know, process lumber. No, I had nothing to do with that. You know, we import more lumber from overseas than we deal with our own. In an environment, you take the Northwest, the Northeast, where the mills are, and they're processing the trees, what little they do process. California, we basically don't process anything. And we've got trees. They manage the forest. What they cut down, they replant, and they cycle it through. If you've ever gone through farmland, like here in California, they have almonds, almonds. We call them almonds out here, but it's almonds, walnuts. So they got just hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of trees. And you'll see different ages. You'll see the Little ones that got a little stick on them and that, you know, keep the wind from tilting them over. Then you got like the three-year-olds and five-year-olds and eight-year-olds and 10-year-olds. And they get to an age, like 12, 15, depending on the fruit. And their volume is basically maxed out and begins to reduce. They tear those trees down. They take the wood that they can and then they sell it because you can get, you know, people buying flavored woods for their barbecues and so forth. And then they burn what's left, spread around the field, refertilize kind of thing. Okay. That's how this works. And then they replant. They do the same thing in the regular forest. Pine trees, fir trees, they do the same thing. Take these down, replant, and they cycle it through. We've got it down pretty good, but when you make it so expensive, a $10 two-by-four is now 20 bucks every day of the week. Every time you manipulate and stick your nose into it and make it more expensive, yes, that happens to everything. So don't worry. He's just going to print money and going to get all those things through because Moody's, they're not a left-wing think tank. Yeah, they are. All of them are now. Corporate America has removed the mask. This is not capitalism unbiased. This is communist capitalism. This is, hey, if we're at the top floor and we say what we need to say and gather as much power as we can now, we rule the roost. Do they not? So it goes to this clip. Biden, uh, he, he basically tells a business owner who asked a question about getting people to work. And, you know, the government's paying people not to work. So here we are. And I want you to hear what the chairman, Potato Joe, says to him, and then I'm going to comment. But secondly, John, my guess is that um, people being seven, eight dollars an hour plus tips, that, uh, that's, I think, John, you're going to be finding 15 bucks an hour or more now. And you, but you may pay that already. I've held this class before about paying a wage and giving people just random raises especially when they're 100% raises, $7 to $14 and so forth, what happens? I'm going to explain it again because the potato doesn't get it. So obviously this guy owns a restaurant, a bar or something. And 
of course, the potato's making assumptions that this person or these people, his employees are only making seven, eight bucks an hour. But then he says, well, they could be making more. I don't know. But he's, his solution is, well, America, you got to go. And that's what the plan is. See, the government raised the bar. So now they're forcing the industries to raise income. They think that solves all the problems. This way, businesses will then just take this magic money and they're going to take it out of their own pockets because, I mean, they only invested their life savings into said business. But they're going to take all this extra money and they're going to give it to their employees and they're all going to make the same. They're all going to make like 15 bucks an hour. Owner included. Managers. Everyone makes 15 bucks. Socialism. Communism. And we'll get to that clip. So he's promoting this because... What happens if you pay people in the real world? In the real world, you're going to give your employees a raise, 100%. They're making 20 bucks, you're going to pay them 40. If they're making 10, you're going to give them 20. That's what the chairman is saying and we all need to do. He said it multiple times. Give them a raise. That's when you get all creepy and start whispering. The money comes from where? The product or the service you're providing. If you're in a restaurant and your hamburger is $12 with fries, and that person that served it to you and the people in the kitchen are cooking and so forth, they're making theirs 8, 10, 12, 15 bucks an hour or whatever they make. And you're going to double everyone's salary. Now, it's a little more complicated, but you're not going to just double the price of the product. You actually have to go about one and a half times because there's a lot of extra costs in there between it being fed, slaughtered, shipped, processed, cooked, served, and I'm probably missing one or two things in between. Everybody in that chain is getting a raise. So your $12 burger is now $30 burger. Okay? You double the wage. You're doubling the burger, but it's actually about one and a half times. So you go from 12 to 24 and 24 plus 6, 30. $30 for a hamburger. Is anybody's money from all this wealth they've just gathered, that they've just doubled their hourly wage, is it worth any more than it was yesterday? No, it's worth less. You got 100% raised. The product went up 150. It doesn't work. You will never catch up. That's the plan. I know it's the plan, but I'm trying to teach America and the potheads in college and the liberal teachers out there that think they know everything but have never held a job between any of them in the real world see this for what it is. The distribution of money but it's only the distribution of the middle-class money. This isn't Amazon. Jeff Bezos and the other jackass just flew to space on their dime. On the backs of the workers. I thought that was priceless. Yeah, that's what corporations do. Been like that forever. It's going to be like that forever. Jeff Bezos and the guy from Virgin Atlantic that I can't think of his damn name. That's all these guys do. Because I got a hobby. I want to play. I want to go out to space. I'm never taking any of you all. You can't afford me. This is just for them. Are you not paying attention to the reality of this? I want to make them pay their fair share. Democrats have been saying that for a hundred years. And yet they raise the taxes and there's the tax codes like 700 pages to it. And yet they're paying less than ever. They don't make the problem better. They make it worse. They talk about how horrible it is, but they make it worse for us and easier for those to break the system. Those that have the money to break the system. So yes, if you own a business out there, just double everyone's salary. We'll just give everyone extra money. Milk will go up to $7 a gallon. And then you'll be going, well, I can't afford it. No kidding. Really? Who didn't see this coming? 
So when you stand up in a year or three years or five years going, this is screwed up. How come I'm making so much more, but I can't afford anything? You should have been listening to Eric on Listen Up America. That's what you should have been doing. Get an education, get a skill, get out there, learn something and be productive in life and you'll be happier for it. And you won't care what other people make. How much crap do you all go out there and buy now that you don't need? Well, I really like those shoes. That iPhone's sweet. I could use a new laptop. What's wrong with the old one? It's just not as good as that one. Oh, so nothing. Well, the battery's slow. You know, you can get a battery for like $69 and just click it right in there. Yeah, but I want the new. Yeah, I know. Look at these new cars. Wow. What new cars? There's nothing on the lots. GM has shut down production. Here we are. Here we are. You want a skill? You want to make some money? Go be an auto mechanic. Learn how to fix cars because we're slowly turning into Cuba. We'll get there in a little bit. Got a bunch of 1950s cars rolling around with bailing wire and string holding everything together. You might want to be, get a mechanic in the family, perhaps an electrician, a plumber. Yeah. Something like that might, might just do you well. My pool guy, he's laughing all the way to the bank. He's a great guy. He comes out here and he, he does this five days a week in his shorts and his t-shirt and he cleans the pool and checks the chemical and makes sure my equipment's working perfectly and so forth. Guy makes six figures. Pool guy. If you got a pool, you should ask your pool guy. If you got a relationship with him, and you should, because when you need a favor, pool equipment, as some of you may know, ain't cheap to replace, but they can finagle paperwork and warranties and stuff. <laughs> At least they do for me. You should ask them. They make bank. They ain't bitching about anything. And my guy's driving a truck that's like seven years old. Why change it? It's my pool truck. I don't know what he has at home. Probably something nice. But this is the reality. So much so that the potato said this. Communism is a fail system, universally fail system. And uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute, but that's another story. See, this is, this is Democrat 101. Vilify something while engaging in it. Nothing to see here. Look at my other hand over here. Forget what I'm doing with my left hand with communism and socialism. I'm over here. He's doing nothing democratic, nothing on the basis of a republic, nothing on the basis of capitalism. Nothing. Attacking it on all fronts. He's encouraging Democrats. If you don't get the vote you like, leave. If all you can do, just force it down their throats. Just give it to them. Whether they like it or not. Just let's not follow the system that we've been using for 270 years. Nah, forget that. No, just, just blow it off. Forget it. Communism and socialism has never worked anywhere. And we'll get to it. I told you about Cuba. We're going to talk about it. It does not work. But here we are. Let's raise everyone's wage, give everyone the same. Let's, let's lower the educational standards so we make everyone the same stupid. Let's just make everybody the same because we're all the same. You're not all the same. We're all human beings. That's where it ends. Personal drive, ambition, need, want. To most human beings, that is very normal to have drive and ambition. Unfortunately, more and more Americans like laying down, eating Cheetos, getting fat, and doing nothing. Except maybe breed. Let's make more so I can keep writing it off and the government keeps sending me money. Awesome. That would make you a leech on society and in my book, pretty much a worthless human being. But that's where we're at. But no, don't worry about it. Potato Joe says, those, those are both not good. Says the guy leading it. Quick little note on the border. We have people from Africa, Haiti, 
Central America, South America are coming across the border. Now, those people from Haiti and the Caribbean islands and Africa and so forth, the Middle East that are, they have to fly, okay? They can't swim the Atlantic Ocean. They're flying into Mexico and coming across the border. We're cool with it. Totally cool. It's all good. Our Coast Guard has been instructed to turn back Cubans that are trying to escape oppression from a communist regime. Uh Uh-huh. We all know how they vote and how they think. (laughs) Can't have more of them. We want the poor, uneducated, the pathetic, the ones that will contribute nothing to our society, but only drain it. Just screw it all up and drain it. Okay. So CNN, at the end of this thing, did a fact check on Chairman Joe. You guys are actually going to like this. I can't believe they did it. And we're honest about it. Concerning inflation, CNN noted that Biden dismissed a question about the increasing price of cars over inflation, saying, the cost of an automobile, it's kind of back to what it was, um, you know, um, before the pandemic. Uh, but that is not true. And prices for used and new automobiles have skyrocketed during the Biden's six-month term. Six months. Go to a car lot. You won't find any new cars. GM has shut down production. They don't have enough chips. They don't have any chips. That's the thing that goes in the car that tells the computers what to do. It's a thing. If you weren't aware. And because of that, the demand for used cars has gone through the roof. And when demand goes up, prices go up. It's just kind of how it works. You know, Biden, his vaccination goal. Biden bumbled the numbers on what he initially promised to succeed in relation to the rate of the coronavirus vaccinations. Quote, now, by the way, remember when I first got elected, he said, uh, the issue was, well, I said I was going to do a million shots a week and people said, Biden can't do that or Biden team can't do that. And it was 2 million. <clears throat> CNN pointed out that Biden had promised to meet the rate of a million vaccinations per day, not a million per week. Uh, CNN reported that Biden was able to achieve another goal of 200 million vaccinations by 100 days, but the network neglected to note that this goal was made after Biden was ridiculed for having such an easily achievable goal. That's nice. Biden was confused about how many Americans would be affected by his proposal to end the practice of non-compete agreements. During the town hall, he said, you have over, here come the numbers, it's going to be a train wreck. You have over 600,000 people out there signing, um, uh, 6 million people signing, uh, uh, I better check that number. He literally said, I better check that number. But CNN noted that White House Press Secretary Jen the Devil Saki put the number at more than 30 million people. And another estimate used by the White House put it at between 36 and 60 million workers. Biden also failed to remember how many Republicans signed on to a letter he was discussing on the facts on his own child tax credit bill, which I gave you some information that he bumbled through. It just goes on. And I'm going to end it on his uh, fact check. The coronavirus vaccination. I love this. Biden made contradictory statements about the efficacy of vaccination against the coronavirus event. If you're vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You're not going to be in the ICU unit, and you're not going to die. He actually said that in this stupid town hall. You're not going to get hospitalized. You're not going to the ICU, and you're not going to die as long as you're vaccinated. Later, he added that even if vaccinated people were to become infected, but he just said you wouldn't, with the virus, that they were not likely to get sick. You're not even going to get sick. It's a piece of cake. 
In a third statement, he assured the audience that you're not going to get COVID if you've had these vaccinations. CNN noted that the second statement was the most accurate statement about the efficacy of vaccinations. The, the not likely to get sick. Well, sure. You guys, <laughs> the potato. And this is going to lead us into COVID, but I do need to talk about some uh, things going on with Hunter that are just too good. And uh, there's information about, I've got an email. I'm just going to read it and save it for next week. But basically, Biden put some pressure on Ukraine to not do something concerning the pipeline with Germany or else. Just saying, we went through a whole thing about impeaching another guy about something he didn't do, but you said he did. Okay? Just saying that's out there. So when there's a little more information and I get a chance to actually read it in complete detail, I'll share it. But Hunter Biden's prosecutor, the guy that's got the laptop and all that, this comes out. Brace yourself and everyone get your shocked face on. Prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden stalled to avoid alerting public about probe ahead of election. The prosecutor investigating Hunter Biden stalled to avoid alerting the public ahead of the probe with his taxes reportedly waited until after the election to seek search warrants, which stalled the public from finding out. Okay, we all know this happened. We watched the New York Post come out with the article, and then the entire social media and left-wing media destroyed the Post, obliterated any sign of that story that it even existed leading up to the election. Nobody that is a roundabout, catch your news here and there kind of person heard anything about it. And they found out there was a large percentage of these people who said, if I knew about this, I wouldn't have voted for Biden. No kidding. You, but you all remember they buried it. The prosecutor just comes up. Yeah, I just waited. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to bring that up before my guy would have lost. Mm-hmm. We're aware. And I'm going to end this segment on, uh, I told you last week about Hunter, the painter, remember the Coke crack pipe blowing paint. And he's a painter now. He's never had an art show, never done anything like this before, but he's going to be getting upwards of $500 million from people for no reason. I want you to hear from CNN, the two anchors talking to the former Obama, not Bush, not Trump, not Reagan, Obama ethics chief. Okay, play this clip. And you say, Walter, that the White House is outsourcing government ethics to an art dealer. Why? They've put an art dealer in charge of keeping a secret. And really what he's doing is keeping a secret from the public because eventually the Hunter Biden or people in the White House will learn who it's going to be. In fact, Hunter Biden, we now know, is going to be at two art showings where he will meet the universe of bidders on his art. So they left that detail out when they told us he had no way of knowing who was buying his art. Now, obviously, the adult children of presidents have jobs, they have lives, they may even have hobbies. But art, you say, is actually sort of different because of the nature of it being priced somewhat capriciously and that it is can be at a very high end used to actually launder money and other things. Explain how art is different and what the right way to do this might have been. So there's no intrinsic value to the art. It's whatever anybody says they want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. The problem is they're buying it from the president's son at prices that you would never see for a first-time art sale. There's a local artist collective in Alexandria, Virginia, just outside Washington, D.C., where if you go, really well-established artists who've been doing this for years and have quite a following are selling for two to $5,000. 
And he's not even at that level because this is his first sale. So it really doesn't matter whether anyone likes his art or not. The question is, can you find anyone other than a president's son who showed up on the scene and started selling for the cost of a house and a half? Because $295,000 was the price of the average home sale last year, and he's selling for up to five hundred. So should we know then who the buyer is? Should the American public know? And what kind of assurances does the White House need to give? So ideally, Hunter Biden wouldn't be doing this because it sure looks like profiting off the presidency. But if they couldn't talk him out of doing it, there is something that's within their control. They could promise us today that if they happen to learn who any of the buyers are, they will notify us immediately and they will tell us again if any of those buyers get a meeting with the White House or any other political appointee. Or I guess Hunter Biden could do this under an, a pen name and his uh, real value to be established by the market, not his name. I have a feeling if he did it under a pen name, he wouldn't get much for it. That's no. a very interesting we'll Walter Schaub, good to see you. Walter Schaub, ladies and gentlemen, calling hot garbage, hot garbage from a crackhead. This is Crayolas from a crackhead that if he just put down anything, Leslie Smith could have just changed his gender and everything. Malcolm Smith, this wouldn't get 10 bucks, but he's using his daddy and selling his garbage for Picasso and Rembrandt value at just two shows. And if you've ever been to an art gallery, an art show, you walk through, the artist meets everybody. So they're going to be there. I'll be bidding on that there, Hunter. Just uh, call me about your dad. This is so mischievous and, and just criminal that the left and CNN are like, dude, can you stop being crackhead obvious? He can't. He's a crackhead. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Our Instagram page is at listen underscore up underscore America underscore and our facebook page is l u a podcast all together l u a podcast on facebook so please join the community tell us what you think and uh, share with all your friends and let them know how awesome we are covid time don't touch me i'm sterile so stay with me on this segment because we're going to be bouncing around only in the sense of the contradictions from the left. It's the worst thing ever. It's not so bad. Vaccines are this, vaccines are that. They're, they're going to contradict themselves. And they are doing it on purpose, I'm absolutely convinced, just to create the chaos and hysteria so that they can do one thing. Shut it down. They're going to shut it down again. I'm calling it. They're going to shut it down again. The CDC has warned that the Delta variant, by the way, that doesn't mean that's the fourth variant. They don't go Alpha, Beta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Fox. They don't do that. Delta's just the next layer. Because the one after that that's starting up is Lambda. Okay, so we're in the L's now. <laughs> don't ask to make any sense. It makes no sense. And I don't think it's supposed to. But the CDC is warning that the Delta variant and unvaccinated people are jeopardizing the future. So here we go. If you're not vaccinated, if you've chosen not to, you are the villain. We're going to shut this all down, and it's going to get hysterical, and it's going to get out of control, and it's all of you unvaccinated people's fault. 
You sons of bitches out there that didn't get the shot, you're killing everybody, and we can't go to school, the kids can't get educated, we can't go to work, nobody's going to do anything, and it's going to be anarchy, and it's all your fault. That's what they're saying right now. They're laying it out. Here it comes. Wait for it. Biden, you know, trolling through the grass of the White House, heading to Marine One, that's the helicopter, staring at his feet, trying to not trip over himself or fall in a gopher hole gets yelled at by a reporter. You may have heard this. And he, I would play the clip, but it's so bad because you got helicopter noise just whipping wind and, and the reporter yells out, is Facebook responsible for the misinformation on vaccinations? Because people like Eric are saying, you know, do what you want, but here's the evidence from the CDC, from the FDA, from scientists that are fighting each other. But anyway, he's asked, and Joe's reply is, they're killing people. Turns around and walks away. And he looks like a 98-year-old man. Give him a walker. He's just scooching through, just looking very, very weak. Well, Facebook got upset. And they're saying they're just trying to find a scapegoat because he didn't make his vaccination goals. So it's all our fault now. Yeah, do you guys not know you're on the same side? You've been blackballing everything and everybody that said anything, you know, remotely opinionated backed up by some information going, look, a scientist over here, the CDC over here, half of the NIH, they're all saying something different. I'm just repeating it. And I'm like, well, if they've got a question, would I not have a question as well? This is not hundred percent unanimous, but here we go. Then you got the surgeon general hack. Facebook needs to crack down and censor everybody out there because there's, they're causing people not to make good decisions because we want them to get the vaccination because that's what's best. For who? Does any of this sound tyrannical to you? I mean, anyone? Remove president and just put chairman. And instead of America, put China. This is what they do. And we're, communism's a failed state. But you're doing what communists do. Controlling information, we can't let other people think, have thoughts, share. No, 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 no. We do the thinking for you. So you see what I mean about the back and forth here? It gets better. I got an email. Top Biden officials finally admit COVID-19 could have emerged from the Wuhan lab. Well, how is that possible? We were told there's no way. But then we have scientists saying that the genome that has come through this, like the XXYY, that kind of stuff, that the combination that is in this has never been found naturally, only by man-made processes has this genome been found. But here we go. Now, Biden officials, top Biden officials are saying, it doesn't look like it came from an animal. It looks like it might have actually, you know, happened. Oh, so now we're to that. Then you got the fraud St. Fauci, you know, he got into it with. Rand Paul this week, which was great. Rand Paul basically gave him a chance to get out of his lying. But nope, Fauci doubled down and, you know, called Rand Paul names. That's what you do. When you have no argument and you know you're busted, you just point and scream at the other one. Well, you're just stupid. That's literally what he said. <laughs> Rand Paul's an actual doctor. Sees patients. And he gives them the information, lays it all out and says, hey, you lied. You said you didn't give any money and run it through the NIH. Through the, you said you didn't do that. That's a total misrepresent. This guy is going to ride this. He has to. He is so knee deep in where and what happened and what went on and how this is around. It literally should just say Fauci 19 because this dude owns it. 
He knows it. And Rand Paul is now going to be sending the information on the transcripts from all these Senate hearings to the Department of Justice and is going to ask for an investigation and charges be filed against Fauci. Well, let's get a new house in there in 22 and a new Senate. We can make this happen. I got a clip. Top Biden officials, I just told you, said one thing. Then this one says this. Let me step back for a second. You know, six months ago when the president walked into this White House, he had a very clear message for his team, which is let's hit the ground running. And when we walked in, uh, there wasn't a comprehensive vaccination program. I wanted to play that because this is the whole thing. Like, hey, we know we're incompetent, but it's not our fault. The evil orange man, always the orange man. I'm going to remind you all that Trump started the vaccine process with corporate America in the middle of last year, May, June, July, last year, 2020. Promised that there would be a vaccine by the end of the year and was ridiculed by everybody on the left. No chance in hell. I'm going to remind you that Chairman Joe and his staff got vaccinated on December 14th of 2020. That is two months before he was sworn in. It was out right around the election. And people had the option to get the vaccination from the middle of November of 2020. And Trump talked about using the army and getting supplies about. And those supplies, well, they just magically showed up. So there was a system in place for distribution. You all might remember the lines, baseball and football stadiums, parking lots were filled with people that just had to have this thing and literally stick their butt or their arm outside the car to take a shot on the drive-thru. This all happened before I, Joe, um, Biden, yeah, Biden, swear, I swear that girl's good looking. Oh, wait, I swear to uphold the, const- the, you know, the thing. Come on, man. This all happened before, but this broad, nah, we came in and there was nothing. So we had to come up with a game plan. And remember Biden, we're going to do a million a week which was supposed to be a million a day, but Trump was already doing a million a day. The numbers declined because people went, I don't want it. I don't want the shot. I'll pass. But those that were scared to death, that had the hysteria, that bought into it, okay, they're the ones that got in line. This whole thing is a sideshow of inconsistent, of chaos created by the left. They created once again another catastrophe. And like I said at the beginning of the segment, so they can take control. Your kids, my youngest starts, I think, in less than a month easily. It's before August. So most kids are probably going back to school before August. September, at the latest, school will be shut down. Universities will close again. Governments are going to freak out and go for the control grab. High schools will be shut down. Elementary, middle schools, all be shut down. We'll be back to homeschool because you didn't get vaccinated, you sons of bitches. Got to blame them. They'll never take responsibility. They just blame The unvaccinated will be the new evil orange man. And oh, by the way, 60% of the people that don't want to get vaccinated did not vote for the orange man. Just saying, that's out there. But they're going to blame me because I'm a white conservative male and I'm the worst thing ever. Uh Uh-huh. It's coming. There is another FDA warning. This time it's on Johnson & Johnson. So now there is a link to a serious but rare side effect called, I'm going to do my best, Guillain-Barre syndrome, G-U-I-L-L-A-I-N-B-A-R-R-E. 
apostrophe E, syndrome, in which the immune system attacks the nerves. So that's happening to some people out there. So you got another warning. Warning, to take it, might get sick, might die. It is getting beyond ridiculous. There is a, uh, I got a clip we're going to play from Fox talking about our border is completely wide open. We all know this. Fine. They're coming across. Everyone's good. They're wonderful people. Sure. Whatever. Process the stat you're about to hear. I have to get vaccinated, but what about all those people coming across the border? And so far we have well over 2 million this year in six and a half months come across the border. Play it. This is a rental moving truck that was stopped at a checkpoint off of Highway 35. Take a look at this. They have their little x-ray machine where they can see through it. Five people were crammed inside and hidden inside of that rental truck. They were being smuggled by a human smuggler trying to get into the country. Five of them were later apprehended. And what you're doing right now is you're taking a live look at our Fox drone live down in La Jolla, Texas. This is down in the Rio Grande Valley where Fox broke a major story late yesterday. Griff Jenkins reporting that we can confirm that down in the Rio Grande Valley, there has been a 900% increase in the amount of migrants testing positive for COVID within the first two weeks of July. The Border Patrol sector chief reporting down there, more than 40 of his agents have tested positive for COVID, five of them currently hospitalized. We'll send it back to you. I will post that clip on our social media this week. Of those five people, by the way, they were in the Ryder U-Haul type truck. Three of them were upside down on the wall. They were upside down. Their feet are way up top and their heads below. How they were going to make that, I have no idea. 900% increase. None of these people are given vaccines or anything. They're just, they're brought into country. They're processed. I mean, Biden is so proud of, hey man, our, our thing's way down. Yeah, did you know that he's using the United States Air Force to redeploy illegal immigrants without due process paperwork anything, and just relocate them across the country? They are not going to San Francisco. They're not going to Hollywood. They are not going to the Hamptons. They're not going anywhere near Maryland. That's because DC's there. They're going to you, where you live. They're just popping up everywhere. Keys and a kick in the ass. Probably gave them a visa card. Who knows? They're redeploying illegal immigrants in red states and red cities and red counties. The entire point of this is to change the voter and how they vote. It's completely about that. To take away your constitutional right to vote for who you wish for someone who has no right whatsoever under the Constitution but allow them to vote. Changing the demographic. It's all it's about. So I'm going to end on this because this I thought was really, really interesting. Now, I've shared in the past there's been some Israeli government news on COVID, and it's been very interesting. They've been very focused on finding problems with these vaccines. If you aren't aware, Israel is not a big country, and due to the past, you know, history, has to be a little more careful with what people say they should do or what's good for them. See, the Jewish people are kind of hunted by a lot of religions and governments out there. They're the villains. So Israelis make a point. I mean, they've got very well-educated people in their country, whether they send them to England or the States, you know, going to Oxford or yeah, whatever, to get that degree and learn that science and that ability, bring it home 
and incorporated in the protection and the future of Israel, because that's all that matters. Israel, from the Israeli point of view, and mine, must thrive. If it doesn't continue moving forward like anything, it'll die. So they're out there doing an Israeli government data shows natural immunity from the infection is much stronger than vaccine-induced immunity. So you got that? Their studies, and they've a total of 835,792 Israelis. Okay, that was their pool. It wasn't 16. It wasn't four. It was over 800,000. And the numbers come out and say, you know what? Those we gave the shot to were over six times more likely to get sick versus those that got it naturally or had the immune system in the first place. Again, your host, and I keep saying it, not, you know, I say, you're pushing it, Eric, you're daring it. I have an immune system. I allow it to work. I was at Walmart yesterday and I laugh about it. Everyone's like, well, what's the big deal about Walmart? Have you ever gone into Walmart? It's kind of disgusting. People, everything else. I self-check. So 800 people touched that thing before I touched it. The whole thing, the baskets, everything. Come on. A well-oiled machine. You, if you run from it, I don't use hand sanitizers 15 times a day. After every interaction and conversation, I don't do that. I wash my hands when they get dirty. And I wash my hands after I eat. And I wash my hands before I eat. That's about it. <laughs> Take a shower. It's cool. Seems to be working just fine for me. And for the rest of my family, because they're not sick either. So I just want you to understand, when I bring information from Israel saying, oh, by the way, vaccine, you know, getting it naturally, just waiting for it, death rates, everything else are down. There are no FDA warnings for not doing it or getting it naturally. It is what it is. There are only FDA warnings for getting the shot, and there's a ton of reasons to be worried. But that is just the plan. Blame me for a unnaturally occurring disease released by American and Chinese scientists that are so close to getting busted, they're getting louder, more belligerent, and scared. Right, St. Fauci? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, I mentioned Cuba earlier, and we're going to talk about Cuba now. Because we have a president, chairman, whatever you want to call him, dictator in chief, slowly but surely kind of talking about Cuba, but not doing anything. The opportunity has never been more well-timed to make a change on the island of Cuba for the better, for the hemisphere, for the people of Cuba, for the people that are Cuban-Americans that left because they didn't want to be oppressed anymore. You've got Nicole Hannah-Jones. Do you know who she is? Of course you don't. She is the founder of the 1619 Project. Do you know what it is? Of course you don't know what it is because it's stupid and it's racist. Basically, she is teaching and thinks we should all be teaching that how in 1619, the first 20 black people were brought over here by the Dutch. You do know 1619 is like 160 years before America became like America, but whatever. We were multiple colonies. There was the Dutch and the Russians and the English and the French and the Spanish. They're all over this country that was to be the United States. She founded this and she's, you know... Americans, white people, it's like, it's not even American. You're just so stupid. She says that Cuba is the most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere. She said that. 
Cuba is so awesome, she moved there. No, she didn't. None of them do. And there's more. They love Cuba. Cuba's just great and so fair. Except when you ask Cubans. They're like, it is the most oppressive. I can't do anything. I can't get anything. I I have access to nothing. You have that fat scumbag Michael Moore who went down to Cuba and he made a little video about how amazing Cuba's medical resources and facilities are. Sean Penn, that jack-off, went down there too. And what did the government of Cuba show them? Only what they wanted to. And these two morons went, this is what it's like for everybody. Uh, No, that's what it's like for the president of Cuba. You know, his name used to be Castro before the new jackass took over. And then there was another Castro in the middle. Yeah, they got. But the regular people of Cuba, which is 99.9% of them, they didn't get any of this. And they still don't get any of this. The educational system, they don't get any of that. It's broken. Cuba's so great. Multiracial. They're Cuban. What the hell is she talking about? Nobody goes to Cuba. People on the boats of Africa aren't going, I'm going to go to Cuba. Because, you know, being a slave there is cool. Oh, wait, we don't say slave anymore? To be one of the people. Right. Because Cubans would like look so fondly on immigrants coming into their crap hole. Sure. Yeah, white people down there. I mean, English, Germans, they're moving down there like crazy. Uh-huh. Multiracial. She's an idiot, if you haven't figured that all out yet. You didn't think we'd get through an episode without this, did you? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Now, the other piece of this is the U.S. administration. And what's extraordinarily important for us to communicate as well is you is the, is the actions and U.S. contributions to the suffering of Cubans on the island as well. And that is directly related to the embargo, the U.S. embargo, uh, economic embargo that is, uh, that is frankly, uh, has been in place for over 60 years. Last month, uh, once again, the the UN voted overwhelmingly uh, to call on the United States to lift its embargo on Cuba. And the United States was one of the only uh, countries that voted no. The embargo, the US embargo is absurdly cruel. And like other US policies, particularly other U.S. policies targeting Latin Americans and Latinos, the cruelty is the point. And I outright reject the Biden administration's defense of the embargo, where they say or they have said that they wanted to maintain the the embargo as it is a source of leverage and pressure. There is no way where it is acceptable for us to use cruelty as a as a point of leverage against everyday people period whether it's our border or whether it's the US embargo on on Cuba the cruelty is the point don't you love how that spoiled little bartender stumbles through her english but she enunciates she speaks pretty well and then she gets to latina cuba she drops the accent. I actually find it fake. So this is the, this, the bartender, again, doesn't understand how any of this works. The embargo is against the Cuban government and its leaders because they run the show. They, quote, quote, own and control everything on the island. 
What about the Cuban cigars? Cubans that are slave labor make them. The Cuban government sells them to whomever for whatever money and collects it. You know, there isn't a Philip Morris of Cuba when it comes to Cuban cigars, okay? The government owns it. There's no Lucky Strike. There's no Paul Mall. There's no Marlboro. No Camel. No, it's the Cuban government controls all that. So any alcohol, if it's rum or whatever, I don't know. If they make it on the island, it doesn't come out as Captain Morgan. It doesn't. It comes out, it's Cuban. The Cuban government collects the money. The embargo is to affect the Cuban government. The people weren't going to get a nickel anyway. For example, look at North Korea. Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-il and all those Cracker Jacks. They live high on the hog, selling whatever they sell and take whatever they take. And the rest of the country, squalor and death. Under Mao, Mao's regime. Look at the Chinese government now. Powerful, rich. Look at the people. Slave labor. Living a meaningless, pathetic life in squalor. High rises if you're in a city, three bedroom rooms in the countryside on two stories that you share with six other families. It's a joke. Farm that half acre. Every one of them is given a half acre to farm out there. And whatever you produce goes to the government. They don't get to keep any of it. It just gets collected by the government and then redistributed. But it goes to the top of the pay scale first. They get the first picks and then the scraps go to everybody else. Lenin, Stalin, Khrushchev, same thing. Those guys lived high on the hog, while everyone else, slave labor, squalor, and death. The Cubans are rising up because they want freedom. They are holding up American flags, while the jackass liberals in this country are burning them. So you got a former Democratic congresswoman from Florida. Her name is Debbie Mucarcel Powell, M-U-C-A-R-S-E-L, Powell. She was in the Florida Key District, which flipped to Republican when ex-Miami-Dade County Mayor Carlos Jimenez defeated her in 2020. So she's recently just got bumped. And she went after AOC, you know, the bartender. And she says, what we're seeing in Cuba, we haven't seen in 62 years. She said, citing the 59 overthrow of the Batista government by Castro. Cubans, young and old, are marching in the streets demanding freedom. The only government to blame that here, the only culprit of what has been happening in Cuba is the Cuban government, which is a dictatorship, a failed communist regime, which has violated human rights for decades. That is a Democrat telling the communist AOC, the bartender, you're wrong and you're uneducated and you're stupid. And just to top it off, like you said, the Cubans are sitting there with American flags. They are both in Miami and from the island getting messages out. They do not blame the embargo at all. And no, it only hurts the guys up top. Hey, they're living day to day, bread, milk, scraps. That's just life. Less, it just means death. They're that close to it. The embargo isn't hurting anybody other than the top. Nobody but the top. People on the bottom are getting rowdy, and we're just kind of sitting back. We're turning. Our Coast Guard is turning, I told you, Cuban migrants away. They come out, we like turn around and go home. But what if they come to the peninsula and walk up, you know, Mexico? Can they come across that way? Or do we have a, oh, whoa, 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 you're Cuban. Turn your ass around. It is absurd how hypocritical and obvious this all is. But pray for him. Pray that somebody wakes up, somebody does something. Somebody in that Pentagon 
puts a clue together and finds a way to help the people on the down low. Because we do that. They can fight the fight. They can work it out themselves. But I've seen this country from back in the Revolutionary War days. We would get arms from the French to fight the English. It happens all the time. You're telling me you can't slip some stuff across the water? It's only 90 miles away. Get it into the people's hands that need it? Nah. Makes too much sense. So I want to fade into this because I used to love football. I still love college football. We'll see how that goes with all the uh, athletes can make as much endorsement money as possible, but whatever. Nothing bad will come of that. I mean, you got this kid. He's a sophomore at Alabama. He hasn't even been named the starting quarterback of the University of Alabama. If you're not aware, they win the national championship like every other year. But they got a kid. Hasn't even played. He has not been named the starter. He has over a million dollars in endorsements. 19 years old and a millionaire. And he hasn't done anything except show up, put a jersey on. I think he's number nine. Okay, cool. That won't end terribly. Nope. But the NFL, I haven't watched a game, as I've told you guys, in two years. And I won't watch any this year. And I'm guessing by their investment, I'm probably never going to watch again. And I'm going to be just fine for it. And I recommend to everybody out there, if you are a fan, you might want to reconsider that. I have two dear friends of ours, best friends. And one's a Cowboy fan, and the other one's an Indianapolis Colt fan, and they listen. And I'm like, you got to let it go. They're they're pissing on your leg and telling you it's raining. The NFL has come out and said that they have fully embraced BLM and the Alphabet Mafia. The Alphabet Mafia is the LBGQRSTUZRS, you know, the whole thing. The gay, trans, bi, pan, uni, bi, whatever. All that nonsense. I don't even know if they're going to do Pink Month anymore, which I always hated. But whatever, pink uniforms, whatever. Breast cancer, sure, I get it. They're probably going to have rainbow uniforms. Just wait. Rainbow uniforms are probably coming. They're going to put in the end zones. Stop racism and racism, you know, because it's everywhere. Racism in this country is just, you know, as they say, is out of control. Right. But they're fully embracing this. You will get to hear the Black National Anthem. And last year, I didn't even know what the hell that was. Didn't even know there was such a thing. But there's some song, I don't even care, that somebody grabbed and said, yep, that's our thing. Okay. I guess we had one national anthem was for everybody, but okay, we don't. Well, it's racist. Of course it is. We learn from nothing. Let's just tear it down. And the uh, commissioner and the NFL owners, they're all on board. Let's destroy it. So they won't give a crap until the stadiums are not full. They won't give a crap till you turn on channel to something else. Just turn it over to Food Network or HGTV, learn how to fix something in your house, make your wife happy, change the paint, get inspired, do something. Because the NFL is telling every typical, I guess, air quote, fan that is a conservative, heterosexual human being that isn't racist, that's just a guy and a gal going about their lives, they don't want you, that you're, you're the problem. Mind you, this is all coming from white owners that I believe the some of the black players said they were just basically slave owners. Okay. I want to be a slave making $40 million a year. Sign me up. Whatever. And, and this comes from a league. Everything is so backwards. So there was a white football player for the Seattle Seahawks, Chad Wheeler. He was vilified, arrested, and charged and everything in like a blink of an eye and kicked out of the league and everything in about 12 seconds. 
for uh, domestic abuse. And I wasn't there. I don't know, but it looks like there's evidence. And if he's prosecuted done, then so be it. Due process. I'm all for due process. Then you got Richard Sherman, who's a black football player. And he was arrested for domestic violence and trespassing and about eight other things. He's threatening to kill himself. Oh, he had like two bottles of Jack and just got hammered drunk. His father-in-law pepper sprayed him. The guy's put in jail, released on his own recognizance the next morning. And I mean, he's like, we got to let it play out, man. You don't know about stuff and life's complicated. And, you know, he's black and we just got to have a different perspective on this. It's all on video. You know, the door, Zoom, whatever they call that thing? Yeah, he's all on that, screaming and kicking down doors. It's hilarious. But you read the titles of the white guy, and you read the titles of the black guy, and you're going, wow, that white guy's the devil, and this black guy who's uh, done at least the same or worse. <laughs> and apparently he's, he's had uh, restraining orders placed against him because this is not a first-time incident. But hey, different rules. Different rules. You got the white baseball player for the Dodgers. I think his last name's Bauer. He had, in text, you can read it, consensual sex with a woman who told him she likes it rough, but apparently not that rough, whatever that definition is. He is like, get rid of the bobblehead. They pulled the jerseys out of the stadium. We don't want nothing to do with this guy. Let's get out of here. Forget about it. They're just waiting to cut him. He's, he's suspended right now. Then you got Deshaun Watson, a black quarterback in the NFL, who has like 22 or 23 women in the massage industry. Remember, we've talked about that in the past. That he likes a different kind of massage. Let's just say that. And he forces himself on these women. And I guess some are like, yeah, they do that. And most of them are like, no, I don't do that. So they were basically sexually assaulted by the man. There are lawsuits from like 22 women. There's a case. The NFL hasn't suspended him. Let's see here. Now, the football team he plays for, it's Houston. They've brought in like 19 other quarterbacks because they're expecting something to happen. But everyone's just calm, cool, and collected. Hey, it's Deshaun Watson. He's a great guy. I can't believe this is happening to him. Yeah, I'm sure all the Asian women out there, and I think there's a couple of white black women, that like legit. And then this guy just whipping out his crank and just saying, hey, massage that. And they're like, uh, no. And he would, you know, touch them with it. It's just disgusting. But he's fine. He's fine. He was getting a service and, well, I paid extra. Bitch, you shut up. And just take it, I guess. But if you're Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers and you have consensual sex with a woman that says she likes it rough and then you're rough, she gets to scream, I didn't want it. You totally did. You just set him up. So memo to athletes, especially if you're white, if a woman says she wants to just have a one night, wow, wow, pow, pow, run. Just run. But the sports world the hypocrisy and politics, racism, right? White guy's bad, black guy's good. Sure, okay. I just thought domestic violence was bad, period. Just that simple. But I guess life in the world of a liberal, it's not that simple. Richard Sherman, who made way more money than the white dude, Chad Wheeler, is oppressed. And uh, a hot emotional mess. Oh, by the way, he went to Stanford. Okay. The other guy went to USC. Okay, for whatever it's worth, I'm just saying. I just find all this a little fascinating, very pathetic, and very obvious. So that's it this week, guys and gals, Americans. Appreciate you listening. And as always, be the peace. That's a wrap for this week's episode. Be the peace. 
Don't let emotion get the best of you. Remember, you are the resistance. God bless you, your family, and America.